Now we're starting. I probably should have told you we're about to start. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 105 of the Mental Threads Pocket. Yeah, I didn't tell you how many episodes I've been doing for this for a while, have I? <laughs> I'm here with a very special guest. I met her off a group chat and everything, 24 and plus. Does she like to state her name? Because I don't want to butcher it again. Hi, everyone. Yes, we had uh, we spent like five minutes trying to coach him on my name. My first name is Mireya. My last name is Esquivel. And oh, I got to add Barbosa because Esquivel is my dad's last name. You know, as Mexicans, you have three, three names for sure. Your first name, your father's last name and your mother's last name. Middle names are optional. Okay. So my mom, Loki, like she'll, she'll pinch me when I introduce myself as just Maria Esquivel because she's like, don't forget my last name. You got my last name, too. So let me backtrack. Hi, everyone. My name is Maria Esquivel Barbosa. Oh. I am. I mean, what else do I say? I'm from Charlotte. Well, I was born in Mexico. Okay. I was uh, born and raised. I moved to the U.S. when I was seven. Mm-hmm. We moved to Charlotte. So Charlotte has been home for the last 21 years. Yes, I'm 28. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she's uh, the problem with being 28. Being 28 is cool, I, I guess. I mean, if you're living well off and everything, you pretty much, you live by yourself, right? Well, okay, I will say I, I am so blessed to be 28. Not a lot of people reach this age, especially no kids. I don't have kids. I don't have a, a husband. I don't have any debt. I'm living a good life. Okay. And, and that's in part to, you know, my parents. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. But also me. So it's not it's not a bad thing that I'm 28, but also a 28 year old woman, single. Yes, I'm living the life. But mm-hmm. then people looking at me like, if you go on a date, for example, they'll be mm-hmm. like, "Well, what's wrong with you? You 28, you ain't got kids, you ain't married. What's wrong with you?" It's just, Nothing. This is generation. This generation's Nothing weird. Everything's wrong. expansive and everything. It's hard to kind of settle down. Everyone's just trying to figure out themselves. It don't don't take anything. It's not a big deal, honestly. It's better to just wait for the right person, because we all live in stages and in phases and everything. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I'm 24. And I thought I'd have everything figured out by now, but it's like I'm at a transitional <laughs> thing. I don't start my new job to like with Novon Health to like next week. Okay. and everything i'll be a care associate for a little bit i'm trying to boost up to marketing coordinator but i got to start with that okay. and everything so it's like, I'm, but you're on the path and see that's the thing we're on the path we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're on the path and in the meantime we're living life i know i'm living life i don't know you toasty but i'm living life i'm living a good damn life okay. <laughs> and nothing to feel anything about it it is what it is i miss my maria uh, i know you that's got it, it right no, good, you got go. it right. maria maria, maria good, 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 good. Yes. i got it right um is there like does maria mean anything or is it just like just a mixture of so no yeah it means something actually yeah it means admired or or look at her oh right my mom i'm I was her first child, you know, first time moms, they are so corny. I'll be the first to admit it. First time she, she's like, ever since I found out it was a girl, I just knew that I would want people to just look at her and say, wow, and just admire you. And I'm like, okay, mom. I think it worked. You're admirable. She You're is so admirable. funny. She is, oh, thank you, Toasty. She okay. is so funny. But I'm like, okay, I, I don't, no complaints. Okay. I love my name. Okay. I love that it's so unique. I love that people don't necessarily know where it comes from don't necessarily you know and i have to teach them it's maria it's not maria it's not mariah it's not my 
rape. I don't know. I've gotten so many different variations. Sorry, sorry. I, I sound pretty close to Mariah a whole they lot. Sure so does. it's like, so I, just, I would think maybe it's a deviation off Mariah. I didn't think it was like a no. completely different word on its own. No, it's completely different. Completely yep. Different. Absolutely different. Yeah. yeah. It's still nice. It's still very nice. I know it's like, it's a good conversation starter for sure and everything, sure especially is. like, especially with my name, because I'm African, Liberian to be specific. So it's just like, oh. you know, like for my parents, said they named me uh, T. Dolake Seifili. Oh, wow. So it's like, no. uh, yeah, so I don't know. It means a lot. The first name is T. So it's like not much. I'm right. not just T and then two E's. That's it. Right. Middle name Dolake and the last name Seifili. Uh, it means a whole lot of things. So uh, the first right. name uh, T is actually a deviation for our, our native language of black. Oh. Um, and then it's like uh, my middle name uh, Dolake actually is a phrase, which actually means one can't make it alone. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, togetherness is a uh, key to progress, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's like, um, and also my last name is two words put together, Say Feely, um, which is because my grandfather on my dad's name was actually named Say Feely, but it's like they kind of put the names together and that's oh. our last name. So it's like Say Feely. Um, so it's like a uh, first uh, part is Say, which you would name your firstborn son. Oh, that's beautiful. And then Feely is like uh, what it would it's what is a word which uh, means uh, the morning dew on the grass and everything. The, in the morning dew on the grass. Yeah, basically. It's so poetic. Your names are so poetic. Mine literally just <laughs> admired. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> that's good. I mean, it's, just, it's all it's, about it's energy. Good. It's good, like, right? Uh, but it, you, 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 yours, yours are so poetic. You can find all of these things in one poem. Yeah, I know. That's beautiful. Uh, but uh, the cool thing about like even with African kids' names and everything, like they, uh, I feel like a lot of like that kind of reflects our personality growing up and everything. Okay. You know, like growing like uh, the older I got, the more I realized that it's just like I always wanted to like unify uh, my community, uh, the yeah. Liberian community, and always try to like you know. Um, that's why I wanted to business too to give them more opportunities uh, in terms of just uh, for people back home that they could touch the states or have a job and a car and everything. I try to be able to get their life set up here without having to struggle. Right. You know, you know, well, immigrants is always going to be like an issue. It is always an issue. Absolutely. No, and I and I can definitely attest to that. You know, I was I was seven when, as I mentioned, with uh, me and at the time it was just. Me, my mom, and my dad, who moved from Mexico to the U.S., my brother, I do have a brother, he was born here in the States. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was such an adjustment. Uh, I mean, as a child, everything is, is new. It's a new adventure. So all I knew was that we were going to some new place. And I was like, okay, great. And my dad told me, like, we're going to Disneyland. And I was like, yay! That's all I knew like as a seven-year-old. <laughs> as a seven-year-old, that's all I knew. And um, but no, it was a, a huge adjustment. My my parents, you know, immigrants. My dad was working day in and day out to be able to provide us with a roof over our heads. My mom at the time wasn't working because she got pregnant with my brother almost right away. Mm -hmm. And so but she was literally she had no she did not speak any English and she would spend hours, I kid you not, hours with me after school. After my school day was over, I would come home because I had to do homework, you know, as all kids do. And her English, because mine, I also, I was a little girl. I definitely didn't know any English. I was still learning. My mom didn't either. You know a lot so now, though. That's I do a lot now. I think, I think I'm making up for those years that I didn't speak any English. But my mom would literally have a dictionary, a, an English or, um, yeah, an English to Spanish dictionary. When I tell you she would look up every single word word by word on that worksheet that I had to complete for my homework and she would translate it on a separate sheet of paper and then finally she'd be like okay I think this is what it says now we can go ahead and get started working on it now I can teach you 
it's so crazy to think like you don't realize those things. I feel like a lot of people don't, they are aware of the immigrant struggles, but little stories like that, you would never know that. And that's something that I cherish. It's so near and dear to my heart. Like I, to the day, sometimes just looking at my mom, I'm like, this woman would really stay up like hours after she had cooked a, a full dinner, a full course meal for her family. She would stay up hours translating the entire worksheet word by word so that her daughter could turn in her homework the next day. That's good. That's yeah. actually very and, good. That's very, thanks a whole lot of dedication for sure. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And it's just, and so I applaud you, Toasty, for wanting to give back to your community and for making sure that the Niger, you know, some Nigerian immigrants that you might know of. Liberian. Liberian? I'm so sorry. No, no, that's no problem. That's no problem. (laughs) Oh, no, I butchered it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. One for one. Oh, gosh. Your name and then my culture. And then, okay. So we're even now. We're even. Okay. Let's not mess anything up from here on out. We'll try our best. We'll try our best. We're only human. But no, I applaud you for that. I think that's beautiful. And that's also something that I try to do as well. I love giving back to my community. Even right now at my job, I'm a bilingual customer service rep. And I work with principal financial groups. So we, um, I handle employees for 1K accounts. And I love speaking to my people, other Hispanic people who, mind you, they have never even heard of a 401k because mm-hmm. they, they didn't, they don't come from that background. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad didn't have a 401k. What is a 401k? I love educating them and telling them, this is something for your retirement. Come tomorrow. You know, there's different investment options. Mm-hmm. There's the pre tax, the rather, you know, just informing them so that they can make an educated decision, not necessarily forcing them to open an, a 401k because it's not everyone's cup of tea, but at least letting them know this is something that your employer is offering. This is, mm-hmm. you know, just giving them those tools to make an educated decision mm-hmm. as opposed to not even knowing what that is to begin with, you know? So I, I absolutely, I love that I get to do that through my job. I love that I get to have these conversations and educate my people. Knowledge is power, and you knowledge know? Is, and, knowledge, and it's good that you're actually good to like apply it within your community. Because mm-hmm. I live on East Side, Charlotte. So it's just like, it's oh, a very heavy Hispanic yes. community over there and it everything. Sure and I'll be walking down, like, especially with Central and everything, there'll be oh. like stuff like, you know, the credit unions, you have mm-hmm. your own, uh, um, what are, what are those places called? You go get your car fixed or whatever. What is it called? The mechanic. Yeah, mechanic. The, uh-huh. uh, plays the whole like what, mm-hmm. what is it called? What are the places they work at? What is it called? Like, um, what is it called? <laughs> yeah, what is it? I just literally forgot. Like I live with all the tip of my tongue. Mechanic shop. The, the, yeah, the um, shop. We'll just say you got your own car sh- fixing yeah, shop. Yeah. And I have like your own restaurants and everything, mm-hmm. laundromats mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. Y'all are very entrepreneurially like mm-hmm. like dedicated like dead set on stuff like entrepreneurship and no, everything absolutely yeah, you know that's I, just that's yeah. part of the mentality you know it's it's you come to another country and mind you i i do understand it's not everyone's case i i know that there are some of my own people out there giving us a bad name who are not being law-abiding citizens i get that i absolutely get mm-hmm. that but there's also some people who literally were here to progress we're here to do better for this community, do better for this country, because in some cases, not necessarily for me, but in some of my, in you know, I have friends who literally left crime-ridden 
countries uh, or not countries, I'm sorry, um, crime written states, crime written cities mm-hmm. where literally if you did not move out of there at age 15, you could end up dead on the side of the street just because of the crime that's going on. So they come to the U.S. and they're actually this country is giving me a second chance. Why wouldn't I want to improve on it? Why wouldn't I want to contribute to it? Yeah, and we got more than enough space. Like, literally, you walk out to Wyoming, and it's like there's nothing but space over there. It's all planes. It's literally all there. So it's like, I guess it's just that fear because, like, we do live in a capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, some people just kind of fear competition. So it's like they kind of pour that blame and just like, okay, the Mexicans are taking all the jobs, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But it's like, are y'all filling out these shows? Because somebody's got to do them and y'all do them y'all do the best to the best of y'all like uh, ability and everything and it's just like you know that's just something you just have to acknowledge but that's not even the case it's why jobs is so hard to find jobs right because a lot of that is reflected on just how like you know uh, the trends change for technology and stuff of that nature Mm -hmm. like we don't have factories like we used to now it's like computers can do a lot more of the jobs that they used to and a lot of this happened in the 80s and 90s and carrying it Mm -hmm. on it just kind of closed over time you know Detroit it happened even in Detroit where they have like, you know, big motor city, you know, right. big factories for building cars. And then it mm-hmm. started getting more outsourced. It started becoming a little bit easier to make machines. And then people started being out of jobs and that whole city becomes like a, a ghost town. Absolutely. To Not entirely. Don't want to, I haven't been out there, <laughs> but I'm just saying for an example. I've never been to Detroit. Uh, neither have I. But it's, I, I've watched a documentary and everything right. about why there's so many like abandoned buildings and everything mm-hmm. of that nature. And that's really that's one of the main reasons why it has to come right. down to stuff of that nature. So it's just, just something to keep in mind and everything. Mm-hmm. It's good that you actually, one thing I really respect about the, the Mexican and Hispanic community is that like, really like they really like, that's one of the things that kind of like pushes me too. Mm-hmm. that y'all really set like the, the trend to actually establish opportunities for y'all people Absolutely. too and everything. So it's just like, you know, although I did feel like kind of like a fish out of water while I was working at <laughs> compare <laughs> foods. I mean, it was a good first job, but it was like a whole lot of, things i had to deal with and everything mm-hmm. in regards to like racism discrimination uh-huh. i think i backed up one one a woman i think she was venezuelan and everything i backed up all her stuff and she like said gracias el coloroso and i'm like wow like what was the point in that you know like what what kind of brownie points do you get out of saying stuff like that and then that further mm-hmm. asking me oh you don't speak espanol mm-hmm. like no i don't like i could read through it but it's mm-hmm. like i can't do nothing because if i get angry it's like oh the angry black kid He's doing mm-hmm. angry things and everything. Mm-hmm. I was 17, so I didn't really know exactly how to deal with that situation. So I, I got a lot right. of discrimination for that for no reason. And, you know, I will say it's so unfortunate, but some of the worst racism that I have experienced in my life is from my own people, mm-hmm. from other Hispanics, from other Mexicans. And it's quite unfortunate. It doesn't make sense to me because at the core of it, we are also minorities. We're minorities. You're a minority. I'm a minority. We need to be you know, linking up, chain, chain to like arm to arm in a chain. We need to protect each other. We More need supportive to, of each other. To be supportive of each other. And a Absolutely. lot of us have the same like interests. Like I know right. what y'all, y'all have like uh, luchadors and everything. Right. We like wrestling here mm-hmm. and everything. We all love Selena Quentin. Oh so it's like literally oh. I think what is Yolanda Sullivan was she, was she getting out this year or sometime next year I don't 2025. know 2025 oh, yeah, and I'm booking like, and I'm booking and I'm booking a one a one round trip 
for one day i am going in i am throwing because i I'm, i'm not about to do anything to this lady i'm throwing a tomato at her a ryan tomato got as to. soon as she gets out of jail got to. and then i'm coming back to charlotte got to just one one just, good run just <laughs> just one just juicy one to- rotten tomato well, then you have to get in line i feel like everybody has the same it's like, oh you well, got see, tomatoes too that's, it's like- why, that's why i'm only bringing one because i know i'm not the only one i know there's gonna be like hundreds of other people also throwing rotten tomatoes Damn, at her really just keep living her, <laughs> her whole sentence she took this girl's life and everything mm-hmm. over some nonsense nonsense literally and still went to jail and sir richard thomas is about to get out thinking mm-hmm. we're gonna forget i don't know no, no that's the thing like black that. even black people like we really do ride with selena that's why i'm like why don't we all just wake <laughs> oh, up on selena, that we right. do appreciate that we take we loyalty and we do right. adore and she did love diana, diana ross and stuff growing yeah, up. She so did. it's like and it, also yeah. she did she did she covered several um uh, um so what is her name um also from diana ross's era summer summer um uh, donna summer donna summer yeah donna summer yes she also loved donna summer she actually covered a few of her songs in a, in a few of her albums um yeah. so you no know, we need to take a page from selena we need to love each other and support each other yeah. but you know unfortunately it's as I'm, as I was mentioning before, it's hurt people hurting other people. Yeah. You know, we we do also get a lot of racism sent our way. We also get a lot of, of prejudice, and so we turn around and give that to others, which is not a justification by any means. But it's it's definitely unfortunate. I do wish that our people were more open to other cultures especially other minorities because y'all are kind of mixing y'all so mexican is not just a race i know it has mayan there's european and there's also african ancestry in there too somewhere Mm -hmm. i think don't you have a president by the name of victor guerrero i think our current president is um obrador is his last name no i mean in the past there was like a president called victor guerrero or something we can look it up afterward but i know for a fact y'all had y'all had a black president for sure and his name was victor guerrero i know because i looked at i'm like that is so crazy you might be teaching me something i had no idea that's just one one president you never know i mean how many presidents has mexico has Uh, a lot a lot mind you not not as many the mexican president's term is six years but they can only serve one term. Really? So, oh, okay. Seriously? Right, yes. So... Oh, it's like a song about it. It's just one of my uncle. We're going to have to call it. All right, go there we go. My bad. Why do they call on the so random? I never right. hear from people in forever and be like, oh, yeah, call them. When you're doing something important, that's when they want to call and try to check up on you. If he calls again, and we might have to pause. I might have to take Okay. But it's, like, I, it's just going to suck because then I have to put, like, the MP3s together to see, like, oh, no, okay. now he's calling again. Do you need me to like, get out of the car while you handle this? No, 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 no. He, he's going to have to talk some other time because, like, literally, like, I can't. I'm, I'm asleep now. I'm asleep. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. That's okay. okay. It's okay. Don't even worry about Are it. Are you sure? If, if it was something, if it was an emergency, he would leave me a text. But it's, I doubt there's any emergency, so it's fine. Okay. It's okay. It's all good. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. I'm, sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure you just want to talk about something else. But it's all okay. Right. <laughs> but it ain't no big deal. Okay. Back to the situation at hand. Um, cause I know we we spoke a little bit of like Selena Quintanella and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know I always found it strange because we have a whole lot of respect for a lot of figures. Um, uh, Mexican figures mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. especially like you know I was a big wrestling fan, so you know the Rey Mysterios, the Eddie Guerrero's. Mm-hmm. 
Chavo Guerrero, although he probably mm-hmm. wasn't as big as like his uncle, but still at the same time, it's just like there's a lot with that that right. I really identify with that energy and everything of that nature. I thought was really really amazing mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's just like why don't we really like connect more on things like that? Because I know there's a lot of Mexicans that like hip hop and stuff of that nature too. Right. So it's like I never really understood that. Do you, do you have any theories as to what can be done you to know- push that forward? I never understood that myself either, because even with other Hispanics, for example, Mexicans, and this is something that I'm sure anyone has heard before, Mexicans don't get along with Puerto Ricans. Mexican and Puerto Ricans have a feud and they hate each other. I have like two Puerto Rican friends that I'm so close with and I absolutely love these girls. So I don't I really think that at one point, I don't know when, how, where, at one point, someone just decided to pick up on the fact that we're just going to say that these people hate each other and we're going to run with it. Mm-hmm. And it has continued for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I, I think also some of it has to do with the fact that in some cases, uh, some of my people, for example, feel like other Hispanics get a lot more special treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I have heard one of my dad's friends before, he said that um, oh, you know, Salvadorians, Guatemalans, they just, they come into the U.S. and they don't care. The government doesn't care too much to uh, make a connection with Mexico, even though we're next door neighbors. They overlook us because we're next door neighbors. Oh, but the, those Salvadorians, those Guatemalans, they come from central. They have to cross so many countries to get into the U.S. Poor them. They get special treatment. And when in reality, well, you're getting special treatment, too. You're also here in the U.S. living a great life. Mm-hmm. You also are here legally. Mm-hmm. You're getting special treatment too. Where, where where is that mentality coming from? You never know where all the complainings really coming from for real. Because I know it's like okay, we got Mexicans, we got Salvadorians, uh, Guatemalans, Nicaraguans. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that right. Nicaraguans. Nicaraguans. Yeah. Okay, we're pretty close. Um, uh, Hondurans and uh, Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. and Dominicans, and there's just uh-huh. so many different Spanish, uh, Hispanic type. Um, so many uh, places of Hispanic origin. Absolutely. And it's, I think there was one uh, comedian that kind of broke down all the differences and everything. I guess, like, you know, I guess, like, there's a certain way how they communicate. I know uh, Cubans mm-hmm. Cubans tend to have a tendency to speak very, very quickly. They speak so fast. <laughs> they speak so fast. <laughs> very strong. And then it just goes on from there. Do you want to, can you really list any other differences between the cultures that's kind of like, uh, you know, that maybe some people might not pick up on? I just think Spanish is Spanish. So it's like, well, no, definitely. But um, certain slang, we use certain slang like I'll never, I'll never forget. Uh, back in middle school, back in high school, I had a Colombian friend uh-huh. and uh, she told me that she was going to pick up her brother from the airport. She said it in Spanish. She said, she said, I'm going to coger, uh-huh. a coger a mi hermano. Uh-huh. Coger for us Mexicans means fuck. Uh-huh. So when she said she was going to coger her brother, you can imagine uh-huh. why I turned and looked at her and mm-hmm. said what <laughs> and then she said yeah and, and in english she, she switched to english and she said yeah i'm gonna go pick him up at the airport and i'm like girl that does not mean cohead for us means fuck you just said you was gonna fuck your brother oh, <laughs> so, so there's certain there's definitely certain uh, differences between slang there's also differences between how we speak and even how we look you mm-hmm. know if, if we're being honest not not every Hispanic looks the same. And and one of the things that bothers me the most is when people look at me, they say, oh, you don't look Mexican. Mm. Well, what does a Mexican look like? Because Mm. if you think about it, I know in your mind, you think uh, short, brown skinned, but there's a lot of, in our history, 
Spaniards. The Spaniards mm -hmm. conquistadors came into Mexico. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Spanish Spaniard influx went into Mexico way back, you know, in the early colonization years. Mm -hmm. So naturally, there's going to be Mexican, Mexican people who are also fair-skinned like I am, mm -hmm. who also have green eyes. Plus, my grandfather, mm -hmm. may he rest in peace, my mom's dad, he looked full American. Mm -hmm. I kid you not, whenever he was in America, whenever he would come and visit us, people spoke to him in English because wow. he was he was my skin tone, green eyes, mm -hmm. like like beautiful emerald green eyes, I mm -hmm. kid you not. And um, and a fair-skinned uh, or a fair light what am I saying? His hair, type hair. his hair was light, right? Not necessarily full on blonde, but it was lighter. It was a lot, much lighter brown. Like a very light brown. Like a very, very light Almost brown. like kind of reddish to a certain degree? Almost. Almost. So people would confuse him with American. He's full Mexican. Mm -hmm. Literally full Mexican. Yeah. So I think definitely the way we talk, the slang, the food. The food is so good. I know. I bet. I, know, I, had, a, I had some of the food. I know there was like a restaurant within the, because they, like, they always have like a restaurant within like the mm -hmm. compare foods. Like those one towards the right and everything. I especially like the rice and they eat plantains too. Like in my family, we eat yes. plantains. So it's like any place that eats plantains, I'm like, good. Cause, like we're then there. it's like, yeah, we're almost there. But yeah, that's another thing we got in common. Like later the plantains right. and the rice, like a lot of like the beans and rice. Like, we eat like mm -hmm. a lot of that same stuff. We too. eat a lot of the same staple foods, literally. Mm -hmm. It's just different, like a different right. seasoning. We different add different seasonings. We, right. We prepare it different, but it's literally the same staple food. Yeah. yeah, literally, literally for sure. Um, and it's just like, where's I gonna go with that? Okay, like food's the same. We're, we're talking about like how like, oh yeah, that's right. There's other people that are Mexican that people might not know of. I know, have you know of uh, heard of a comedian by the name of Louis C.K.? I don't think I've heard of him. Oh, if you were like, he's probably blackballed right now because he did a, he did a whole lot of weird stuff. But actually, he looks like you know, like Irish, literally bald, like reddish mm -hmm. hair and everything, like just white, right. white, white. And you know, and speaking of yeah. wrestling, you're a wrestling fan, so Canelo, yeah. Canelo Alvarez. Well, I think he's boxing, not wrestling. Yeah, he is. Boxing. He is boxing. But uh, red hair, red hair, yeah. fair, fair. Yes, tone. that's a good example. Right, yes. he's a great example. He has the red hair. He has a skin tone. His skin, his skin tone, I think, is even lighter than I, like a shade or two lighter than I am. Like he looks. Irish. He looks Irish. Very Irish. Completely Irish. But he's Mexican. And it's like, do did Irish people also at one point? You oh. know, I I'm pretty sure at one point because if we're being honest, a lot of Europeans did influx the Americas, the Caribbean, the what have you. So I wouldn't be surprised if there at one point was an influx of Irish people into mexico not that i'm aware you're mostly aware of the spaniards you know uh, the they're Spaniard. the they're the they're the biggest population of europeans that invaded mexico uh -huh. but that's interesting i wonder i wonder if there was any irish people at one point uh, yeah, yeah no but he looks irish oh, okay no for real and it's just like you know it's so it's so crazy they even bring up boxing and everything because it's like one guy that actually was one of my favorite i think he was the one that beat um what's his name what was his name? He, he looked kind of chubby, you know. He, he was very chubby, kind of heavy set. No one thought he was gonna be like the first Mexican, whatever, world champion boxing, but he did. What was his name? Oh my gosh, because it was so crazy. He beat, he beat one dude. Um, dang, this is really gonna be racking my brain. I really came here unprepared and everything. Uh, he was big dude, kind of heavy set. He's a boxer and everything. Not Canelo Alvarez, but he was just like. He, he won the first world heavyweight. He was the first Mexican in the world. Okay, yeah, first Mexican world heavyweight champion in boxing. Uh, first, that's that's his title. First Mexican. He was the first. That's not his title, but he did win. He was the first uh, world champion, like the first Mexican 
world champion. It's like the, he, they call him the destroyer, basically. First Mexican world, world boxing <laughs> champion. He, she's looking world it out right now. Because <laughs> I, I need to know. Because my brain's not a supercomputer. First Mexican world boxing champion Juan Zurita. That wasn't him. That's not the person I was, but that was the recent guy. He beat. Uh, can I if I can see your phone? Sure. Right. No, absolutely. I'm so bad. Because it's like, I know his name. He got into a fight. Hold on a second. Let's just say, um. Mexican. Oscar de la Hoya. No. Oscar de la Hoya. Is he Mexican? Uh, I don't... He is Mexican. He's... Oh. Andy Ruiz. I forgot. Andy Ruiz. Oh, my gosh. How did I just remember? <laughs> you said <laughs> random. I just remember. Yeah, Andy Ruiz. That was his name. Really? How did I forget Andy Ruiz? Yeah, look up... You can look him up on YouTube, actually. Really? We can pause. You can actually look at the actual video. Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah, Andy. Oh, here he goes. Professional. You don't boxer. remember him? I know you remember him. I don't remember him. You gotta Stop. look up the video. You gotta look at the video. It was he's so fairly crazy. Young. He's he's only thirty three. Okay. He, he won it what recently? He's he, it was crazy. It was such an upset. It was insane. Oh wow. Like he 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 fought the he's dude six twice. Six two tall. Yeah, very tall. That is tall. Six two. That is very, very tall. I'm six one. No, you're not. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, we're sitting down. Yeah, we're so sitting down. <laughs> so it's like my legs and everything. Yeah, but yeah, I'm very much 6'1". I am, if I'm being honest, I'm 5'3". My license says 5'5", five five, okay. and that's the height that I go with. Okay, because what, heels? You just wear heels? So I'm 5'5". Five five. I wear, do wear heels. Okay, that's probably, that's probably the different makes her. What made you think I wear heels? Because I'm Latina. And uh, you, no. just, you just knew that I wear heels? No, because you literally said you were 5'3", <laughs> and it's like you bill yourself at 5'5". Five five. So I, I, on your driver's license, it said that. So you must have wore heels that day. No, I, 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 I did. Okay. I'll be honest. I started wearing heels when I was 14. Okay. That, that's, that's definitely one of the Mexican or Latino stereotypes. I didn't know. I and just thought I people like heels. I love walking in heels. I love walking. I'm wearing flats now because it's, you know, we're just, we're doing a podcast. Right. It's no big deal. But I love wearing heels. On any given day, I'd rather wear heels. It gives me a little extra height. And also, believe it or not, I'm more comfortable wearing heels Mm. just because I've, I've always worn them. Oh, since I was young, right? Since I, never, I was fourteen, I never really understood what was the aesthetic and everything. Cause like, don't y'all want like dudes to be taller? So it's like, why do y'all want to be taller too? Or dudes? well, you know, definitely it's the um, quinceañera because oh. right, it's the process for us wearing heels. It's the process into womanhood oh. because that's when you you're a woman. You're wearing heels, oh. and then for me, I started wearing uh, heels at fourteen okay. because I was having a quinceañera. So when I turned fifteen, I was having this grand old party, nice. and I was like, I'm gonna be wearing heels with my dress, so I might as well get used to them. Okay, right. But no, for us, for us Latinas, it's it's a rite of passage. Oh. You know, you wear heels and you're a woman, and oh. you know you get to flaunt yourself and. Oh. Look at me, world, in my high heels. <laughs> that is so. And quinceañeras is only like a woman thing. They ain't got no quinceañeras for boys. You know, nowadays they are incorporating boys. I have gone to a few quinceañeros. Quinceañeros, right? Because it's it's for boy. If it's a niño, it's o. So I've gone I've gone to a few quinceañeros. It's not the same. You don't get to you know as a girl you see the big beautiful princess type dress. Sweet sixteen, right? And you don't see that with the boys. They still look nice and handsome with their 
tuxedos, but it's not the same. So they're they're incorporating that. They're incorporating the boys into these celebrations, but traditionally it was just it's a girl thing. Yeah, I don't know, dudes. When we get older, we just want money. (laughs) Like like I swear, it's just like I don't know, man. Like even like for Christmas, it's like, dude, all I want is just some money. Y'all can hook me up with some money. I can go to studio and get get some studio time and do music again. Like literally, money is just all I need. Right. Really. Like I guess I would like the thought would be good and everything, but Mm -hmm. so we got a PlayStation Four with some games that we barely ever play that game. my brother plays it because he's younger but it's like when i get older it's just like you know life be kind of became a video game i can't be playing right. in a fantasy world and then it's just like i got like certain bills i got bills I to pay, pay. i like don't live just, in a fantasy world i live in the real world <laughs> yeah real world became a whole lot of goals and achievements for sure so it's just like yeah yeah well, this, 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 this is crazy you want to go into detail about the whole quinceanera like process like where it like, began or whatever why they just chose quinceanera? sure no absolutely yeah. i would love to i i had a quinceanera yeah, no, i, I should have i should have brought my picture so I would have shown you. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, the podcast ain't going to see it. So that's oh, oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Okay. Well, no, it, it actually started off in Mexico. And, and a lot of Latin American countries do celebrate it now. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a Mexican thing, but it did start in Mexico. It was actually an Aztec tradition. Mm-hmm. They would present their daughters or the young girls of the community of the village when they were 15. Because back then, it was, she is now 15. She can wed and she is now fertile to have kids mind you right that was the original tradition we don't necessarily look at it that way nowadays it's more of a your parents showing you off to their families and their friends like like look at my beautiful daughter like i raised her Uh, and this is like this is what i like i did that look at her i did that that's my work right there. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's still pretty cool. I guess there's more very swell with pride and everything. So it's like, yes. I guess, I guess it is. So I, would you say that women are kind of held more on a pedestal in, uh, in the Mexican community? In the, in the Gosh, you know, yes and no. Yeah. Women women are definitely more, uh, more than the men. They're more, you know, daddy's princess or daddy's little girl. It's like to the 10th power when you're Latina, like, like truthfully, truthfully, not necessarily in some cases, in my personal case, not spoiled. My dad definitely did not, does not throw money at me just on a regular basis, just because I go and I'm not like Hillary Banks, daddy, I need $300 for a new hat. No, that's not the case. Not in my case, but um, dad and I, we definitely have a, like, we have the strongest connection, more more so than him and my brother. Mm. However, that comes with a good thing and a bad thing, mm-hmm. because since we're held to certain standards, our parents are always going to be a lot more strict on us. Uh, Definitely a lot more strict. I, I oh, oh, oldest ones you got to look. And this is a conversation that I've had with so many of my other Hispanic girlfriends. Regardless if you're Salvadorian, if you're Mexican, your parents are always going to be stricter on you Mm -hmm. as a woman, especially a firstborn female of the family, because you simply cannot fuck up. Mm -hmm. Literally. I am so sorry to break your little bubble this is you know the parents talking i'm so sorry to break your bubble but you are not going to fuck up you are the first child you are the representation of me as i as a parent because you're the first child so it's it's a good thing and a bad thing you know we right we are held at a pedestal but that pedestal is good and it's bad i know this is a whole lot of like with imagery and i feel like that kind of connects or racism to a certain degree i feel like y'all seem Mm. very very focused on imagery Mm -hmm. which is crazy you know i noticed yeah it's just like what what do you think why do you feel like image is so it's such a 
like a huge thing in the Mexican community? You know, that's a really good question because sitting here thinking about that, it's it's true. Like even even as little girls, you know, you your hair is done, your dress is nice and ironed and pleated, and your shoes are clean, and you got the little bows on them, and like you you look when you step out the house, you look good. And so that carries on into my into my life. You know, you, you'll never, ever see me in just like sweats and Uggs. Never. Honestly, to the <laughs> so, best. Yeah. But I, I do. That's a really good question. And mm. it's making me think, why why do we place such high emphasis on, just on the image on aspect the image. in terms of just in regards mm-hmm. to how you carry yourself and just everything in general because it's just even in the Liberian community it just always feels like you know like you do reflect your parents to a certain degree mm-hmm. um where it's just like it's almost I don't want to say obsessive and mm-hmm. everything but it's like even when we try to compete with other people you know it's like you know that's y'all competition that's y'all fight I don't really care so much about what the next person does or whatever because mm-hmm. I'm not the one keeping up with them y'all are so how can right. I really measure up with that and everything but it's like we always had to keep the back of our mind is like you know our folks like to brag our folks like to, they do and they always discuss mm-hmm. even you to other i was mm-hmm. telling you even like you know i always felt like i was the one that was like the only one where it's like they'd be uh, my, my mom be like oh so-and-so's kids doing this why aren't you doing this blah mm-hmm. blah blah where it's like then i go into college and everything and i was able to do that literally when it was just my mom and people were just like literally like we're like see like he's going to college and doing all this and got right. his degree and everything he only has just his mom and everything and mm-hmm. his brother he's the eldest and he had to do all this other stuff in between you know so sometimes they use us as an example like me and my right. brother because like, we literally had to do it like, in spite of a broken home type right. situation so it's just like you know you do know that there's a bit of a competition there there really is. And I feel mm-hmm. like that kind of sucks out the more happiness side of, like, mm-hmm. you know, just living life. Like you can enjoy your culture without being focused on who's doing what right. and being nosy on and who's doing whatever. And keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, because it's like you don't focus on yourself. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the root of all happiness. Just focus on yourself and what you need or what, what makes uh, you happy. No, absolutely. No, I absolutely 100% agree. And I I do wonder. That's that's a really good question. I might have to do some research on that. I love I love the conversation we're having. It's uh-huh. making me want to do a lot more research. Yeah, you know, just um, Mental Thoughts Podcast. Yeah. Wait, you, you seen the logo, right? For the Mental Thoughts Podcast? Yes. You posted it on the chat, I think. Yeah. Did with, I? With okay. the yarn and the brain and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool stuff, that's right? Good. Yeah, it's nice. I'm really trying to hit 150 episodes. So it's just like you had to put something that's actually like eye popping that makes people think. I, it was really just an idea at first. I put on my vision board and the next thing you know, and I started. One, yeah. 105. So yeah, really, 105. If, you, if, you, if you were to flip the numbers, then it would be your 150 <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe well, we got 45 more to go and everything so it's like i'm gonna just keep going and everything it's just mm-hmm. it's something i really really dedicate myself to and and stuff of that nature what are some interests that you have personally because i know we've been talking mm-hmm. about a whole lot of like general stuff about culture what are some personal things that you interest that you pretty much get well into? you know gosh going back to the image thing <laughs> i love fashion okay i am so interested in fashion i love 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 fashion i've seen do you want me to hold it I know, so you ain't gonna okay. hold it. I love holding it because it's Are like, you, sure? you know, yeah, sure, oh, I don't okay. mind it. Okay. I don't mind it. Um, no, sometimes I'm I put very... it on just to see like what where we're at in time and everything. So I was trying to check. Oh, we're doing really good time. Pretty good time, yeah. Pretty good time. What? Yes, and it hasn't been any like dead awkward silence. I love it. We're doing good, Toasty. Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. Pretty well. Um, okay, my interest, back to the image thing. I love fashion. Mm-hmm. I love fashion. I literally, before I came out here, I was taking a look at, I was on YouTube. And I was saving the videos that I wanted to see for later because, you know, it's 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 fashion week. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm taking a look at the Moschino fashion show when I get home and I'm taking a look at Chloe fashion show when I get back home. I love fashion. I just love putting an outfit together and I love like mixing things. I love fashion. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, so I do that. I also really like hiking. Okay. I love just being out in nature because... Uh, so as a little girl growing up in Mexico, I was constantly surrounded by nature. Okay. Like I never spent any time indoors until I moved to the U.S. Mm. And that's when like it literally was a 180. I was no longer playing in my grandparents' orchards. I was no longer, you know, so I, I do enjoy spending time outdoors. I don't like to like get down and dirty, mind you, but I enjoy spending time outdoors. So I like hiking, love fashion, reading. Mm. Okay. I like reading and <laughs> don't laugh at me. Okay. Naps. I like napping. I that's like not, taking a that's nap. That's not I something like... to laugh at someone for. <laughs> I'm actually envious because sometimes I'd be like, dang, I wish I could go to sleep. But then it's like um, all these other things. Well, yeah, when you're asleep, you're asleep. And it's like, oh, uh, you be planning your naps out? I do. Right, right. So it's not like I can just, you know, put myself on break at work and take a two hour nap. It doesn't work like that. So, but I just, I, I enjoy a good nap. Yeah. I do. <laughs> at least you can have more peace in your naps. My naps are more disruptive. Like I'll be laying in the bed like, okay, I got a couple things to do. Maybe I could probably just rest for a your little mind, bit. Right. And then be like five, six hours. Like, no, I spent, right. I wasted the day. Yeah. Why I take it? Now I'm going to be up all night. It's just like, it becomes more stressful because you went to sleep at a different time. Like, oh man, I can't do the That's, things I want to do. You got to set your alarm. Cause I would, I would, Trust me, if I could, I would go to sleep for a full eight hours if I could mm. during the day. No, during, really? During the day. Like even I, I could sleep eight hours at night. I would be awake for like a good four, five hours and sleep another eight hours. I kid you not. That's me. I'm taking so many melatonin and everything. Just so I could be able to get that full eight hours. What? I can't get full hour. My sleep schedule is so all over the place. I would sleep for like a good like four hours. Wake up in the middle. So I'd be like 5 a.m. in the morning. Okay, okay. I guess I'll be productive. I'll probably do some push-ups and maybe go for a run. Something like that. And then out of nowhere, I'll just take like a, another four hours out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, it's so scattered. It's just, I want to be like three hours. It'll be like five hours. It'll be like, you know, I never got a full good do even you, eight hours. Do you day. have like an Apple Watch? Because, you know, they it tracks your sleep. It would be interesting to see your sleep pattern on there. Your Apple Watch would probably be like so confused. It'll look like, like Tetris. Like, like, right, like, like Tetris. Like, what like, is what happening? Is wrong? Like, what is going on here for real? Probably. I don't even know what's my sleep schedule. Like, I don't know. It's just, when you become an adult, dude, it's just, I, I miss the times where it's just like my parents used to tell me when to go to bed. So I don't want to go to bed. But yes. you end up sleeping anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, after 30 minutes, like, well, I've been in this bed, might as well sleep. And then just like, you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, maybe you might hide your Game Boy sometimes, but you go to sleep, like, right. eventually. Like, you might right. say, like, you'll play a good, like, 30 minutes, but it doesn't mess up your sleep schedule that bad right and everything but like when i tell you dude my sleep schedule was so so bad nowadays and now i'm about to be working like third shift for at, the, at the hospital oh, no. so from 11 to 7 that is no that's not a problem all i did like one coca-cola i'm good like it's just like once my once i'm focused but on something i say, sleep yeah. during the day it's it's harder to sleep like a like an hour or two nap it's easy during the day but sleeping like full time frame during the day it's gonna be a little difficult you yeah, know? yeah yeah no you must not know about me because <laughs> oh. it's like once i get tired I'm, I'm gone as soon as i get that comforter up and the cold air hit it's done it's done it's done it's done but it's, it's just it just be all over the place it just i wish i could plan it a little bit easier but it's like where i could be able to actually do things when i need to do it and everything like you know like go to exercise 
I'll read a book. And then once I get tired, like I would literally throw it to the next day. You know, there's sometimes I had to reschedule podcast because I got too sleepy and I fell asleep. Like it's just, you know, that that is one of the things where I'm so glad that I don't have any kids mm-hmm. and that I don't have. I can literally if, if I feel tired and I'm not doing anything, I'll just take a nap. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. done. I don't have to worry about who's gonna look out after the kids while I'm checking this nap. Nah, I literally in your twenties, bro. Like it's just we're we're also just big kids now. Like, we really. are because like the way <laughs> our kid our like parents was on when they were growing up, it's just different from the climate yeah. now. Like everybody yes. is kind of weird and everything. Mm-hmm. People are kind of childish. Immaturity levels are just not where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Some mm-hmm. people just kind of like develop narcissistic personality disorders mm-hmm. which is really just childishness when you just don't address it when it's time so it's like a lot of people are just different or just kind of borderline psychotic mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to really kind of build a home date people and everything right. everyone's just kind of right. weird so it's like you know i know like, you kind of like stressed that earlier it's like, oh you're not married at this age you're like yeah like, even like even for me at 24 it's like man i thought like you because- are so, stop it you are you are so young you are 24 <laughs> stop it yeah yeah but it's just like you know but then it's like i see like like well like, I mean, you see like a 20 year old like man I wish I had that time back again <laughs> and everything and it's just like you know like I'm at a weird transitional phase and like where mm-hmm. it's just like it's more like make it or break it type it's just like right. will this job set me in the right path mm-hmm. will I like being at this job will I be in a weird environment because mm-hmm. like I feel like all the job tra- like trauma started with compare foods bro. it's like oh okay that's where it really that's where things just got weird and it's just like that's why I want to get more insight and in just like the whole the whole racism dynamic mm-hmm. because it's like I get like I don't speak spanish i get i'm black but it's like after the first couple times it's like dude i've been working here for seven months like we get it like you know it kind of gets tired and everything so it's just like but there was an issue i had like at work and everything there was another co-worker because i was basically just a bus boy just bag the clothes you you know you you seen them with the little vest and everything yeah that's what i was doing and there was this other guy that was working at the job too but there was like some people that are like my managers and everything like some some were black like me too Mm. but they would go around and say like weird things and saying like i was like stupid and everything until like my co-worker wow. stuff like that it was weird like they were trying to look for things for me to mess up to capitalize on that thought which is weird and i was a kid but i didn't know who could i report it to i could report to hr but who would believe me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it was weird and it's like the same kid and everything would kind of like whisper oh, stupid 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 and like everything like that but i wasn't that's not what really set hamas to really like really like kind of like mess with me on the job See, there was actually this girl, like this Mexican girl working at the job. And she was cool. We had like a couple interests and everything. She liked anime. I did too and everything. So like we just, she was like a really chill type of person. Mm -hmm. Granted, she was beautiful and everything. She was from (laughs) California. I get it. But I feel like she felt some type of way. Because like, I guess we would like kind of talk from time to time, but like on some platonic stuff, nothing too deep, deep, deep. And it would like like make up rumors about like me like having like a relationship with another duo at the job and everything. They kind of I think to throw her off and stuff mm-hmm. of that nature, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just it was always a whole lot of awkwardness. I feel like she kind of noticed things like that too, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like we never really like I was like stayed cool, cool, cool over time, you know. I think there was a point where she had to like kind of block me off social media just because wow. of things of that nature. Yeah, it was just it was just tough and everything. She was really really cool and everything, but it's just like you know I didn't think that was really necessary, mm-hmm. and to be doing all types of stuff. So it's just like you know because I didn't say anything about him to mm-hmm. her. So it's just but it was kind of unbalanced and like I just never understood like why why would it why are people kind of threatened by stuff like that you know I never really mm-hmm. got that like the whole whether if it just be like I know I had a Mexican friend for sure in the neighborhood his name was Angel. 
and everything. I don't know where he's at right now, but it's just like, you know, he. I want to try, try to come by, like, probably, like, visit or whatever, and he said, like, oh, I can't because my parents are a little bit too racist and everything. And it's just like, yeah, do you, what, what's your insight in regards to those situations mm-hmm. and stuff? Like, you know, it's interesting that you just mentioned your friend Angel who yeah. has friends because a lot of times it is those parents that are dictating their kids' friendships or not necessarily dictating, but they they will say, don't be friends with this crowd, be friends with that crowd. And a lot of times it is just based on simple skin tone mm-hmm. as, as to why that is. It's, it's such a close mentality. As I mentioned before, white people are some of the most racist, unfortunately, some of the most racist people to them. A white friend, it's always it's always better to have a white friend because your white friend is probably off. He or she is going to be off doing better, going to college, possibly in the future. He or she could hook you up with a job, whereas your other friend, your black friend, he or she might end up, as we know, in jail. So, and 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 it's not me saying that. I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that. But it that is a that's, mentality. That's the image that, that is, they push. That is and the image. That is like, the mentality. I was raised on and everything. You know, one of my friends, one of my really really close friends, she once told me. She confided in me. This was years ago. She confided in me. She said that her mom specifically told her. And at this point, we were like. In her early 20s, we were not even thinking about marriage, but her mom literally told her, when you get married, you can only get married to another Hispanic, preferably Mexican because we're Mexican, or to a white man Mm. because I want pretty grandchildren. Mm. That's what her mother told her. I want pretty grandchildren. I don't want dark-skinned grandchildren. You're going to marry either another Hispanic because it'll be easier. It'll be easier. We're from the same culture. We speak the same language. Or if you want to marry out, it has to, out of the culture, it has to be a white man Mm. because I want pretty grandchildren. That is. Who says that? That's very sad. That is horrible. That is absolutely horrible. Because, like, my brother is actually in an interracial uh, relationship with a white girl and everything. They've been together for like seven years, I think, now. They've gone eight. Since high school, high school sweethearts and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. But like her family is like, they're like kind of like mountain hippie type. You know, they just, they don't really care about things like color. Right. They just love my brother because it's just, just his, just his personality and everything. Yeah. And they have it. Then like him and her kind of have the same share for hip hop, hip hop. I would kind of put them on to okay. and things of that nature. But it's just like, you know, it's just crazy how like race can like play into like a lot of things like of that nature. Really and it's just like how people might see things a certain way. Like, oh, you're, you're living with it because you don't want to be with that or you don't want to be mm-hmm. with this or whatever but really just liked each other and everything and it's just like you know it's crazy how parents really like put pressure it's like oh you can't be with this you can't talk to this and they always instill too when you're really really young Mm -hmm. which is i know they're trying to raise certain values into you but i feel like i feel like when you have children you really have to raise them to just kind of find people that makes them happy people that makes them happy absolutely no i my parents have never like my one friend who I just told you about whose mom told her you can only marry white because I want pretty grandkids my parents have never ever in their life ever said something like that to me my dad one of the like most heartwarming things he ever told me was I have treated you like a princess your entire life all that I would ever want is for a man once I'm gone I would only want for a man to step into those shoes and treat you as a princess as well you know like my parents because i'll be honest 
Mm-hmm. I've dated Hispanic. I've dated black. I've mm-hmm. never, I've never dated Asians or white men. Or- Which explains why you're so cool. <laughs> it really explains why you're so cool. <laughs> you're so funny. Um, but no, I've dated outside my race, and I have brought mm-hmm. those men, those black men, those Hispanic men that I've dated. They've met my parents, both the Hispanic, both the black. My parents have never said anything negative about any one of them, oh, unless geez. there was, unless there was something negative to say. You know, in one occasion, my dad, my mom actually did very much say i don't like this man for you or this boy for you i don't like this boy for you and she she went on and and described it to me not once the list that she provided for me did not include the skin the skin color of this man not at all okay yeah no my parents and and you know my brother he's he said you're younger than me he has a girlfriend who's white and she's over at the house all the time like my parents are not they're so cool about that and i and i am so truly blessed that they are not part of that close-minded hispanic mentality where the way you look your skin tone is is always going to be more important than your personality and your mindset i i'm, I'm incredibly blessed i really don't know what i would do if i if i did have parents like my one girlfriend whose mom is telling her you can only marry white i don't know what i would do if i had parents like that Life would be tough. You know, it's so crazy and everything. Because I know, like, well, growing up, I guess it's just, like, I feel like it was just, I don't really know if I want to go into detail what my parents pretty preferred and everything. But, like, I feel like my my mom especially would try to, like, you know, try to, like, you know, uh, clown, like, me or my brother and everything. Like, oh, like, we feel like we only got preference for, like, a... Uh, uh, white woman, right? But you like you would for you would for but you would like force us to go to these predominantly white schools. It was so mm-hmm. weird and everything. Which I hated going to the predominantly white schools and everything. I I, I date white whatever. And like if you like if you're a cool person, then you're cool with me. That's that's it. That's just point blank where it's at. But it's just like you know, it's just weird. Like how race is just so played in. Like regardless mm-hmm. of what's what, wouldn't you just want someone that just kind of just loves your child and everything? Because like in a world where people get end up like in abusive relationships and everything, right. wouldn't it just be good to just be in a relationship that's not draining, that's loving, that's and, loving, and, and respectful, and it has healthy boundaries? And yeah, no, it's just it's just not in the cars. <laughs> it's just always like culture, 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 right. And everything, status, 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 image. And you know, it, it, it actually, it also has something to do with the fact that for a lot of Hispanics, uh, they do want to retain their original core, their original culture. You know, you do live in the U.S. where your kids, if you have kids, your kids are born in the U.S., they are growing up in the U.S., so they're speaking English. They're asking for mac and cheese or a cheeseburger at the dinner table. And so there's already so many different things uh, culture wise that are getting thrown out the window a lot of hispanic parents do advocate for their hispanic children to marry other hispanics so that they can retain that culture because there's already so much change happening and we need to retain this culture and and it's a good thing and a bad thing you know i understand where they're coming from but you chose to move to America. You 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 knew that this would happen. You knew that your children would be exposed to so many other different ethnicities, so many other different cultures. You really thought that you could move to America and and just and just retain that Hispanic heritage. Mm. And not to say, you know, you still can retain that Hispanic heritage. I have even some family members who have married outside of their culture and are with a a white man or with an Asian woman. 
and you can still retain your values and your culture. You can still, you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, very possible. It's not like it's impossible and everything. Cause we even got genealogy tests where people can really yeah. get their subject and they realize they're like, you know, where their roots uh, pretty much lie within and, and stuff of that nature. I feel like it's different for a lot of black American folks and everything because, you know, like a lot of their cultures have been kind of stripped away from them, their mm-hmm. names and everything. And right. so like, it's more like a rediscovery where it's like for Mexicans, it's like, it's not that far and everything. It's literally right. just right down and everything. And then you can just pretty much reconnect with like relatives and stuff and mm-hmm. they can just tell you whatever, what is, what it is. Like you'll get the full, full, like 24 hour. Right. Or like for me, I'm just here for just one hour. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's just, right. it's, it's just basically stuff of that nature. So I don't feel like that's a, that's a viable fear mm-hmm. unless you pretty right. much push them out. Cause like, you know, like, as you said about the whole, like improving the race situation, mm-hmm. cause I know there, it doesn't really just revolve around just Mexicans too. I think even Indians are on that same thing. I think right. there's like a situation with like one Indian woman who lived in Trinidad who fell mm-hmm. for like a black, um, African American type man and everything. Which they have a wonderful relationship, multiple children and everything, mm-hmm. but they're still, uh, but she's still excommunicated from her family just because wow. of that and it's very depressing but it's yeah. like she's still pretty positive big house whole lot of money it's mm-hmm. it's fine it's just she just doesn't really talk to her family like that That's and sad. everything have you ever had like a friend who had to go through a situation similar to that honestly no and and i'm so and i feel so blessed and so grateful that i've, I've never had that happen to any one of my friends they would absolutely undoubtedly have 100 percent my support i would never stop talking to a friend over who they're dating I that's not something that has happened not not with a friend not with a family member and and I think that's a blessing because you do hear about cases like that and you're like how how is your family you know like your your parents they they had you they your mother birthed you your your mother and your father carried you as a young kid in their arms they taught you everything and now they want nothing to do with you because of a person that you fell in love with it's very asinine when you think about it, when you really put it into perspective. But that's just that's just how it is, man. That's just mm-hmm. how the world is. You can't. I just feel like it's gonna get better in a couple of generations. I feel like we're becoming more open minded for every generation. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. this is gonna reach a point where really just or everybody's gonna be at the cookout. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> gonna be there, whether if it's like even mm-hmm. like with my brother and his friends, like you know he has friends that are Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. uh, black, and everything of that nature. I have friends who are white who are um, uh, have Hispanic heritage also and everything and a lot of these people like are my friends too but kind of right. near family also I hope they're at the cookout also right. and who knows maybe our children might mix and then their oh. children will just go on and on from there I so. know for a fact one of my closest closest friends mm-hmm. my bestest friend from high school she's black uh-huh. and she's at the cookout uh-huh. and I'm at her cookout uh-huh. and she's going to be once my kids once we both have kids cause because she also doesn't have kids she's uh-huh. my age also doesn't have kids uh-huh. um, but once we have kids the kids, the mixed kids are going to be at the cookout too. Like we, no, we absolutely do plan on this happening. We're not shutting any doors based on skin tone over here. That is one thing we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, most definitely. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it's just it's such an asinine. Order. But it's, it's still going to take a process though, especially for generations for it to be widely accepted mm-hmm. and everything. Because the type of discrimination I had to face like compare foods, like I still got PTSD or for this day. Wow. Because it's like, I just couldn't believe it. Because it's like, I never had a problem with anybody mm-hmm. Hispanic. So just to know that people have an issue with me and I'm a complete stranger because of mm-hmm. the skin and everything where they try to like reverse into something else. It was so crazy. There was one dude he was like 
uh, of Chilean descent, but he looked mostly white, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Literally, mm. probably what Adolf Hitler had in mind and everything. <laughs> but it's just like it was so crazy. It's like people always like to hyper, like uh, were so hyper focused on everything I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then this dude was literally stealing money right out of the cash register in front of the cameras wow. and just went on, <laughs> like literally. Just and about his day. They written me up at that job because like I could they do this thing where it's like yeah, there's something that's wrong with like the the barcode or when they scan in they need to find a price they'll send somebody out to check the price okay. so i went to go check the price and there was no tag on the price but it was somewhere like for it's like for cheese and everything mm-hmm. there's like another cheese right next to it that's like probably a similar size and everything I'm like okay let's just take that price nothing crazy right mm-hmm. so when i did that and everything is apparently the cheese that they got was actually 15 cents less not big like a dime and a nickel they they written me up over that in the morning i'm just like what did you want did they even complain Cause i would have just literally went in my pocket like you need a dime fifty. Right. right but it's like they literally ripped me up for that and that was huh. so crazy that's just one of the many instances it actually goes on from that some people try to swindle like eggs and everything like and everything they gave the eggs to like a relative and they said i gave the eggs to a random person it's like you wow. told me to give the eggs to that person it was just it was just it was just a lot it, was just it sounds like it sounds like a very toxic work environment and i'm so sad that you had to go through that and i and i and i really hope you know that we're not all like that. Mm-hmm. Like we, 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 you know, if you had worked at a different location, maybe would have or with different coworkers, it would have been different. So I'm yeah. so sorry that you know that shaped your image, and I'm so sorry that that <laughs> happened to you. We're not all like that. Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very, very sure. I'm very, very sure. Well, I guess like with PTSD, it's so weird because there's still like a part of you that's just like you know, like I really mm-hmm. hope like this person doesn't say anything or this person doesn't do this or whatever, mm-hmm. and everything. Because I really do appreciate y'all culture i feel like it's pretty cool and everything with that there was one show i used to love i called lucha underground and everything they went mm-hmm. deep with like stuff like aztec warfare and stuff of that nature oh, cool. and i thought it was so cool and everything with that i got my also people that i really like a ray mysterio eddie guerrero things of that nature i really like reggaeton i think it's really really cool uh, like i don't know <laughs> i know it's like it's kind of surface level and everything uh, with daddy yankee and everything but i thought oh it was, daddy yankee yeah, did you hear he's retiring yeah i know i heard he was retiring and everything which is like he's been doing this for a while so it's just like you know people are gonna retire eventually i hope he goes into something no, else oh no he needs to do this for years and years and years and years and years, like years. forever <laughs> and then it'll be too old like, i it's love just like, daddy yankee i love him that's great that y'all have like appreciation for y'all artists and everything mm-hmm. especially with selena Quintana. that's the one that we all can Look, agree with it's just selena, like selena i was eight years old when i got introduced to selena by my dad mm-hmm. because he he we watched the movie together and he showed me some of his music and i could not i i would go <laughs> i would go um, because you know she used to wear those um bustiers yeah, so like it? the bejeweled bra let's call it what it is it was a bejeweled bra <laughs> bejeweled. so i would i would i was i was a young i was a little girl i would get my little training bras <laughs> we'll and i would put like like sticky jewels on oh, them yeah. and i would be in my room with my hairbrush mm-hmm. singing and dancing like selena and so I thought cool. I was I thought I was hot shit. Yeah, no, seriously. A lot of black <laughs> African Americans love Selena. My mom especially loves Selena. She put the movie on. I'm like, oh what? This is a good movie. Oh what? She she it's died. It's a great movie. Selena, yeah. right? No, J Lo did a good job on that movie. She really did her thing on that movie. I really couldn't tell the difference between them. Right. And it's like okay, but she is she really Selena or is it just like I was like, like how they get Selena into her own movie? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, no, it's an actress. It's okay. an actress, and and it was a great choice. Great choice. Great choice. I really don't know. You know, you can like J-Lo, you can hate J-Lo, whatever you feel. I really 
don't see anyone else playing that role. I don't know if there would be anyone else who who would do it as well. Yeah, have you seen the Netflix yeah. series? I haven't seen the Netflix series oh, yet. The Netflix I need series. to see. I, I like the Netflix series and I like the actress for the Netflix series, but I, I think the actress, she's she's young, which yeah. I mean, it makes sense because we're seeing in this series, we're seeing like the younger Selena. Yeah, you know, Selena when, was 23 when she passed. Right. So when you right. realize that's so young, she did a whole lot. And she did a whole lot. Right. Mm, so yeah. she she's she's good. But there's just no one like J-Lo playing Selena. Like, I was just talking to, like, one of my friends and everything. She, she's black and she loves Selena, too. And I was talking about, I was like, well, don't even mention Yolanda Salomar in this. Because it's just like, because she said, like, as soon as she gets out, it's, it's, it's on and everything. Because it's like, wow. Yes. Like, we really seem to agree on that. So I'm like, why do we disagree on so many things? Because yeah. a lot of us, we don't have issues with, uh, like, like, any group of people. Like, you know, African-Americans in general, we never really saw we always were the ones that were just kind of the target of things right. of that nature with discrimination. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of us didn't choose to be here mm-hmm. and everything. I'm African. Like my family chose to be here. But even mm-hmm. like, you know, Liberia was founded by U.S. slaves. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of people don't really realize that and everything. And it's just I feel like even for our country was kind of forsaken also. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be little America, also the America in Africa. And it was mm-hmm. just like whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like a lot of us had to deal with all sorts of things, all sides of struggle. So we don't have time to discriminate against a whole race of people. Or mm-hmm. like that or that. And it's sad that no one wants to sit down and have this conversation. You know, like like me and you, we're yeah. having a great conversation. We are figuring out your likes, my likes, how, you know, we grew up. It's it's so sad that a lot of people are so close minded. They cannot get the past the fact that we have different skin tones and they don't want to come together and have a conversation because if you had a conversation you would realize there's a whole lot more that unites us instead of what divides us mm-hmm. oh see, that's actually good that's such a good line there's a whole lot that unites us in the That's actually really good. Well, we didn't really speak a whole lot about September and whole Mexican <laughs> stuff. I really we speak about Hispanic Heritage Month. Hispanic yeah. Heritage Month. Yeah, but if there were some quips and quotes that you like to like uh, explain about it, like why does it start in the middle of September and then carry on to the middle of October? We want to break know, down the history. Gosh, a little bit. I I wish it because it does get overlooked. Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month does get overlooked a lot because it doesn't start from the beginning of an of a month and goes on to the end of a month. So it gets overlooked a lot but the reason that happened the reason it starts on the middle of september and ends at the middle of october a lot of um the hispanic uh, countries their independence days fall during those dates a lot of hispanic countries for example for us mexico or independence day is the oh my gosh it's the 16th oh that's my brother's birthday is it the 16th yeah is Mexican Independence Day on this? Oh my gosh, they're about to revoke my Mexican card. That's okay. Don't revoke her Mexican <gasps> card, please. She listens to Selena. She listens to Daddy Yankee. All please that. don't revoke. Please don't revoke my Mexican card. No, I really, it's either the 15th or the 16th. I want to say the 16th. I think the Liberian, 16th. Yeah, the Liberian Independence Day is <laughs> July 26th, I think. So, and then after us, it's, uh, I forget which other country, but the point is uh, a lot of these Hispanic uh, countries have Independence Day or celebrate their Independence Day on those dates of Hispanic Heritage Month. Within those span so of the that's days. why right within right within that span. Thank you. So that's why the Hispanic Heritage Month was started at such a weird time and ends at such a weird time. It's because of 
when they these countries celebrate their Mexican or their Independence Day. Okay, and it's just like um, the pretty much Mexico basically got their independence from Spain, obviously mm-hmm. all from Spain sure and everything. And so it's just like, um, well, I, I describe. I know you weren't there for the battles and everything, but just like <laughs> I mean, describe just like was it really tough for them to really get their independence? Like how many years did it take? Like what? I mean, you can imagine, and it's not just with Mexico, but a lot of these uh, countries, it was tough to get independence from their you know conquistadors or whatever because we were a gold mine mm-hmm. if we're being honest and not just mexico a, a lot a lot of these other countries they had goods they had you know i can i can only speak for mexico we had um we had gold we had chocolate chocolate is is very much a, a mex or um an aztec thing okay. cocoa, um, basically. Cocoa, yeah. right right yes and so you had all of these goods so of course it's the European powers, they want to grab onto this and you are not going to let go because you're my little gold mine. You're the goose that's laying the golden egg. When in reality, I might be the goose that's laying the golden egg, but you're not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. So then all. we need to cut ties. Yeah, man, that's the, that's the kind of, I feel like a lot of African countries have to carry that same sense of independence, too. I mean, we got our independence also, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we didn't really do much with it. A lot mm-hmm. of us did, and we kind of like won the civil war amongst each other and just started arguing over dumb mm-hmm. stuff, and that's what really messed up mm-hmm. for us, you know, so it's like anybody wants to know, which is, I even spoke about this on a previous episode with the Nigerian woman and everything. We really spoke about a whole lot of those natures of why there's so much civil war. A lot of us were like the children of people who had severe PTSD because of these civil wars like you know that's a very scary situation Mm -hmm. you know when your school blows up and then you don't know what happens to your your classmates you know some of them die some of them go missing you never see them again oh that's sad it's very depressing but it's like you know i feel like a lot of us had to live under that so it's just like you Mm -hmm. know like having to live under that you know there's a sense of immaturity that comes with ptsd when people get like see traumas at a very young age they kind of maintain that same age in their mind so it's like in terms of reasoning with them it's like they think you know because just because they're an adult they can just do whatever and everything so you kind of kind of had to raise them as you're raising yourself at the same time for a lot of us had to deal with that and uh, stuff of that nature but you know that's we already spoke about this on the last episode um but anyway uh going deeper so what are some things that y'all do for um hispanic heritage month and everything what are some things that you, mm-hmm. or maybe some dishes whatever you can even go into detail about single to mile right after it too. right no uh, hispanic heritage month it's it's a lot like there's always parades there's always especially in those communities or those cities that have a larger hispanic population there's always going to be parades there's always actually charlotte F's, uh, the the football club charlotte mm-hmm football club this what's today thursday so just yesterday wednesday or tuesday Mm -hmm. one of those days they had a hispanic heritage thing where um everyone came and everyone uh was able to take pictures with the um players and they got their autographs and the parades are so much fun i wish that i that you know charlotte is great we do have a large hispanic population but something like la for example Mm -hmm. la goes wild with parades they go wild with food they go crazy so I, I really wish I could experience that. I might, might go to maybe go to LA. Maybe yeah, for a Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, put it right. on the bucket list. I know. Put like, it on the bucket list. Yeah, I guess for Liberians, I feel like well, our our populace. I think it's the largest is within. Washington D.C., which is where I'm trying to move to, okay. and also in Philadelphia, I feel like Philadelphia is most known for like them having crazy uh, parties and everything for Liberian Independence Day wow. and stuff. I think uh, there's like a there's like a there's a page on Instagram that kind of specializes in those parties for Independence mm. Day. Like I think they're gonna throw it in Houston next year. I don't really want to go, but then they're having. Like, oh, Houston's a oh, yeah. Houston's a good vibe. Oh, definitely, I know. Like, well, I know the. 
I don't know, Hispanic. Well, uh, a lot of uh, Mexicans that were born in Texas, what are they called? Tejanos and Tejanos. Tejanos, right. Tejanos and Tejanas, right. And do you feel like, you know, from like the states today that a lot of Mexicans kind of like uh, reside in and everything, whether it's like, what, what's the uh, states that usually reside the most? I know one of it's Texas and everything. For sure, Texas. And then California. For, for sure, California. Texas and California are the <laughs> states with the most Mexicans. Um Arizona is actually Arizona would be number three, I think. And then right. So really like from Texas to California, that's really where you get the majority of Mexicans residing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, right. so and like, the reason for that is because it's so close to the border. You literally you cross the border and here I am. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, most definitely. And it's just like well, what about places like Louisiana or uh, Florida? Um, Florida, you might get a couple Mexicans in Louisiana, yeah, but Florida is mainly um, Cubans, Cubans, um, Colombians, Mm -hmm. Venezuelans, so mainly people from South America go into Florida, Mm -hmm. and then Caribbean, so Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, they go into New York, um, or right, New York, Boston, like, like, you know, Northeast, Mm -hmm. they flux Northeast. Yeah, I don't understand. Why do Puerto Ricans seem to live in uh, New York and up north a whole lot more? Like, right. The the climate is so different, right? Like, it, not like just the climate. It's just way up there. You yeah. know, it's just like. But uh, I would ask the same question for a lot of Liberians in Minnesota. Right. They just they, right. I don't know why, like, <laughs> why Minnesota. I don't right. know why they right. like being there. It's just there's so many over there. I'm like, why? I guess because right. job opportunities might play into that mm-hmm. too. But it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like okay, so I know Mexicans pretty much. Uh, are there any like certain cultures in uh, with Tejanos and Tianas pretty much growing up in? Uh, Texas and stuff of that nature. Is there certain cultural differences between uh, California uh, Mexicans and uh, Mex- and uh, Texas uh, Mexicans? Y- y- yes, no, definitely, and it's it's interesting. Speaking, going back to Selena, it's interesting. There was a scene in the movie you might remember where her dad he's just he's getting frustrated. He's like, "You have to be more Mexican than the Mexicans, and you have to be more American than the Americans." It's really interesting. Tejanos and Tejanas have really. It's almost like they have come up with their own culture mm-hmm. to to an extent because even their food, it's reminiscent of Mexican food, but it's not like, I'm so sorry to break this to anyone. I'm so sorry. World shattering. I'm about to deliver some world shattering news. A chimichanga is not Mexican food. Okay. So, <laughs> and it's something, and it's that. something, that, and it's something that the Tejanos came up with, you know? So... Uh, their food, it's its reminiscent of Mexican food, but it's not fully Mexican food. And also their main language is Spanglish. A lot of Tejanos do speak like Selena. Selena was not fluent in Spanish, but she could spit a little here and there. So it was very much Spanglish. Oh. So it's it's a little it's a little different. It's almost like they're developing their own little subculture. Okay, well, what do you think it's like in California? You think it's just like just the kind of the same way. In California, it would be the same way, uh, right? Right, because you still flavor. right just their own different thing as well. Yeah, low riders and everything. Low exactly. riders is a California low, thing. Yes, okay. yes, it is a California. And like the cholo, but the like the white wife beater with like the pants yeah. and right and the cholo mentality. Yeah, oh, yeah, the cholo yeah, yeah. mentality. The cholo. I, I think the I don't want to say they copied it, but I think that some of it kind of falls mm-hmm. in Japan. I don't know what's up with Japan. It's like there's such fans of like things that goes on in America, like they have like a little black culture thing, like some cholo culture thing here, and everything. It's <laughs> Can just you like, imagine Japanese men 
dressing like cholos? They do that. <laughs> you can seriously look it up. It's so, I don't want to say it's bizarre, but it's just like, because like, you like what you like. I mean, mm-hmm. like a lot of us like anime and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. Yeah. So it's just, uh, what do you say you like anime? You're not much of anime. I'm not, okay. not into it. Does Avatar The Last Airbender count as anime? Yeah, in a sense, but it's like American anime. That's like American okay. based. Well, but it's a, it is a good show though, but a wonderful show. That's that's as far as I go. <laughs> Did you get into Legend of Korra? I didn't get into Legend of Korra. It's on I Netflix. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I mean, I watched, like, I, I did watch, like, a couple of episodes, but I did, it's not the same. It's not like Avatar, The Last Airbender. You know, his people were killed off by the evil Fire Lord. It's yeah, not the no, same. Yeah, no, no, that's no, pretty good. But it's like I feel like I learned to like it because I learned to appreciate it for different reasons. Kind of like how instead of like there wasn't like a main main villain and everything. Right. Like how like in the first obviously it was the Fire Lord that had to be. They had mm-hmm. to get ready, learn, destroy, beat the Fire Lord, stop the war. That's amazing. But in this one, it was like after the war, and I like, try to like try to fix all the little itty bitty like civil issues that they had. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was more reflecting a real life and everything. We're not within a mm-hmm. warring warring period, but we still have civil issues we got to face. You know, like in the first uh, season, I think it was like Ammon who wanted to push the sense of communism and everything, but she didn't uh-huh. call it communism. Every every uh, season kind of reflected a certain like a governmental like uh, organized. I don't know how to say government, government, some mm-hmm. kind of reflects some type of government organization. Where, like for the first one, it was like communism with Ammon trying to take everybody's bending away and everything. And then the second season, it was a, what was it? You and a lock trying to like, yeah, this theism of trying to basically trying oh. to like um, become like a dark avatar and take over the world that so way. So it was different, different villains. D- it wasn't just different like every season. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the third one, it was anarchy. I uh, was uh, here trying to literally dismantle all the, like the politics and the kingdoms and the earth kingdom and everything mm-hmm. to really like push like the world to basically be um, just how it should be an anarchist way. Cause I feel mm-hmm. that was the one that was more fair for everybody. And then the fourth one uh, with Kuvira trying to, uh, unite the Earth Nation as a dictator and then take over the world through that way. So that like, oh, maybe they Jesus. take it. It's really, really good stuff. Yeah. Once you start appreciating like the little things and everything, like mm-hmm. what makes it really, really good, it's like, okay, I can relate to this person. She really struggles a whole lot. She fails a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And so it's more relatable. Like it's, it's, it's Avatar for adults, basically, when you think about it. Yeah, like Avatar's good for the kids, but this one's good for the adults. Like, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what the next one's going to look like. Just something to look through. There's yeah, yeah. another one coming out. There's another Avatar? They're going to make a live action one, basically. Uh, it, it's pretty, pretty good. No, give it a shot. Give it a shot. They're not going to make it like how they made the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even get to watch that one. I just I couldn't put myself no, through that it was, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was I bet bad. it was bad. I it bet was it was pretty bad. good. But it's going to be different. Now they're going to put more emphasis on it now. Because so okay. I think it's going to be behind the Avatar Studios, which is like a new studio. Oh. So they're going to put more emphasis and actually focus on, like, like you know, the story building and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely check it out. We really talked about Hispanic culture, and now we're talking about Avatar. We covered everything. This is a variety show, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a show of variety. We but, uh, since we, but since we already passed the hour mark and everything, I got to get home and do a Is it really past the hour mark? Yeah, we're hour and 15 minutes. See? Time flies when you're having a good conversation. <laughs> That's the Mental Thoughts Podcast. That's what it's all about. I <laughs> appreciate you, uh, Myra. I appreciate you. Yeah, Maria. Yeah. No, because that's not how you say it. Say it again. Maria. I was about to say I appreciate you too. Let me just gather my things in no, no, no. and and exit left. You can. <laughs> no, it's okay. Do you, can you say my whole name from the way? T. Middle name. <laughs>
What about the last name? Okay. It's okay. See, okay. <laughs> T Dola K Safili. It's fine. See, one on one again. We're going to call you Toasty. That's fine. I, I, I'm cool with Toasty. I okay. prefer Toasty. It's like a membership card for But you, you can call me Maria. Maria. Yes. Maria. Maria. Maria, 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 Maria. Yes. Good job. No problem. All right. But that's it with me and Miss Maria and everything. Do you have any final words to let the audience know No, no final words. Just happy Hispanic Heritage Month. And. Continue to be great. Go out into the world and be kind and show people love, show people kindness. We need more of that in the world. All right, cool. Thank you very much. And that's it for the Mental Thoughts Podcast. We're sewing in and now we're sewing out. All right, cool. Wonderful.